Act Four of Cleone, a Tragedy by Robert Dodsley. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Joshua Seeger in Chicago. Act Four, Scene One A Room in Sephroy's House. Glanville and Isabella. Glanville. Betrayed? By whom betrayed? By thy vain fear. How cursed is he who treads on danger's path entangled with a woman! Fool! Alone I had been safe. Isabella. Yet hear me! On my life no word from me hath scaped. We may perchance be yet secure. Glanville. Perchance? And do our lives depend on fickle chance? But speak. Proceed. Whence are thy fears? Isabella. In close concealment hid, this moment I o'erheard a whispered scheme of seizing thee. Glanville. Confusion! Can it be? Can Ragozin the villain have betrayed me? Isabella. I fear he hath. Where is he? Glanville. Not returned from Baden Wood to ascertain the deed that crowns our business. Were but that secure, my tortured soul, torn on the rack of doubt, might yet feel peace. How wears the time? Isabella. Two hours are wanting yet to midnight. Glanville. Where's Sephroy? Isabella. With Beaufort. But perplexing doubts distract his reason, that all power to act forsakes him. Still farther to alarm, deep-stained with gore, the sword of Paulet's found, and other marks that speak him murdered. Glanville. That's beyond my wish, and tells but what I wanted to proclaim. Isabella. Proclaim! What meanst thou? Doth it not conduce to our detection? Doth it not confirm their dark suspicions? Glanville. The short line, alas, of thy weak thought in vain would sound the depth of my designs. But rest thee well assured. I have foreseen and am prepared to meet all possible events. Isabella. Oh, grant, good heaven, great God! How dreadful tis to be engaged in what we dare not pray that heaven may prosper. Glanville. Curse on thy boding tongue. Let me not hear its superstitious weakness. Hush! Who comes? No more. Tis Rogozin. Now sleep distrust. First let me learn if he hath done the deed. If not, I am betrayed, and will awake in vengeance on his falsehood. Enter Rogozin. Glanville. Speak, my friend, Cleone and her child. Say quickly, how disposed. Rogozin. To heaven removed. No longer they obstruct our views on earth. Glanville. Speak plainly. Are they dead? Rogozin. Both dead. Glanville. Swear. Swear to this, and by all hope of that reward which urged thee to the deed, swear thou hast not betrayed me. Rogozin. Whence arise these base suspicions? I disdain that crime. Though branded with the name of an assassin, I am not yet so mean as to betray. Glanville. Distraction! May I trust thee? Rogozin. As thou wilt. Glanville, pausing. It must be so. We still are safe, and this pretense of strong suspicion is no more than subtle artifice contrived to draw the unwary to confession. Rogozin. Tis no more. Glanville. 
nor will I more than with a just contempt regard it. All our deeds of blood are done. What now remains the law shall execute. Rugozin, What's thy intent? Glanville, The thrust thus aimed at me shall deeply pierce Sephroy's unguarded bosom, thy aid once more as witness to his threats. Rugozin, Freely I would, but safety now requires that I abscond. The stipulated sum, forgive me therefore, if I claim this night. Glanville, tis thine, but hark, retire, I hear his step. One moment, wait, at his return, tis thine. Rugozin, aside, cursed chance, were I possessed of my reward, who would might wait thee now? Nor will I more than some short moments rest unsatisfied. Exit. Enter Sifroy. Sifroy, not seeing Glanville. O happiness, thou frail, thou fading flower, whose culture mocks all human toil, farewell. But I, blind madman, by the roots have plucked thy sweetness from my bosom. My dear love, where wanders now thy wronged, thy helpless virtue? On what cold stone reclines thy drooping head, while trickling tears call thy Sifroy inhuman? Deluded wretch, why did my greedy ear catch the rank poison of suspicion's breath, and to my tortured brain convey distraction? Glanville, advancing to him, are thus my faithful services repaid? Are the plain truths my undisguising heart and friendship told, already deemed no more than vile suggestions of designing falsehood? Sifroy, Villain, they are. Thou knowest them false as hell. Where is my wife? O traitor, thou hast plunged my soul into perdition. Glanville, Rather say that he who led astray the willing wife, thy folly dotes on, he... Sifroy, Blasphemer! Stop thy impious tongue. The breast of that dear saint enshrines a soul as spotless as her form. Saidst thou not, slanderer, that my love was fled with Paulet? Glanville. True, I did. Sifroy. Art thou not sure that this is false? Hast thou no dreadful cause to know it cannot be? Glanville. None. Thou, perhaps, whose bloody errand I indeed have heard already is accomplished, thou, tis true, mayst know that they are parted. Twas the deed thou flewest thus swiftly to perform. But how doth that impeach the truth of her elopement? That thou hast murdered him acquits not her. Sifroy. That I have murdered? I? Pernicious wretch! What dark design, by blackest fiends inspired, lurks in thy treacherous soul? Tremendous power, have I then sinned beyond all hope of mercy? Must the deep file of thy vengeance, poured on my devoted head, be poured from him? But all thy ways are just. To him I gave that credit which I owed my injured love. He now, by thy supreme decree, stands forth the avenger of my crime. Enter Beaufort Senior officers, etc. Beaufort Sr. Seize there your victim. Glanville. What means this outrage? Upon what pretense? Beaufort Sr. The bloody hand of murder points out thee to strong suspicion. Turns to thou pale, O wretch, thy guilt drinks up thy blood. 
Glanville. Not guilt, but rage. Who dares accuse me? Beaufort Sr. Aye. Where's Paulet? Where my daughter? Who thou basely saidst were fled together? Glanville. That is poniard found the way to part their steps impeaches not my truth. Beaufort Sr. His poniard. Glanville. His. I should have scorned to charge the man whose honor I think deeply wronged. But my own life attempted thus demands that truth should rise to light. Camest thou not here driven by the fury of a dire revenge? What other motive urged thy desperate haste? Siffroy. Insidious slave! Hast thou ensnared my soul by treacherous arts? Hast thou with falsehood vile inflamed this hapless breast? And wouldst thou now infer my guilt from my provoked resentment? Glanville. Leaned I on feeble inference, I would ask what cause have I to seek this Paulet's blood. T'was not my wife, my daughter, he seduced. How has he injured me? But I reject these trivial pleas. I build on certain proof. Beaufort Sr. What proof? Glanville. The strongest, his own hand and seal, fixed to the firm resolve that he alone, showing the letter, would do the righteous deed, for so his rage calls Paulet's murder. Beaufort Sr. Ha! What can I think, unhappy man, and hast thou to the crime of rash suspicion added that of murder? Siffroy, my father, hear thy son. I plead not for my life, but justice, that I am a wretch, groaning beneath the weight of heaven's just ire, that snared and caught in meditated wiles I banished from my house a guiltless wife, that burning with revenge I flew to quench my wrath in Paulet's blood. All this I own, but by the sacred eye of providence, that views each human step and still detects the murderer's deed. Of this imputed crime my heart is ignorant, my hands are clear. Beaufort Sr. I wish thee innocent. Glanville. Have then my words no weight? And is his own attesting hand no proof against him? Is her secret flight an accident? No more, O partial man, to hide thy daughter's shame thou seek'st my life, but I appeal from thee to public justice. Beaufort Sr. To that thou art consigned, and may the hand of strict enquiry drag to open day all secret guilt, though shame indelible should brand a daughter nearest to my heart. Heaven aid my search. I seek not blood, but truth. Guard safe your prisoner to the magistrate. I'll follow you. The justice thou demand'st, thou shalt not want. Glanville. Tis well. I ask no more. Let Ragozin, let Isabella too, attend the magistrate. On them I call to clear my slandered name. Beaufort Sr. It shall be so. Take them this instant to your strictest care. Thou too, Siffroy, be ready to attend. Siffroy. Oh, think not I will leave him till full proof condemn him or acquit. Beaufort Sr. The cause demands it. Exeunt officers with Glanville guarded. Siffroy. Whence has the miscreant this unusual firmness? Can guilt be free from terror? Beaufort Sr. No, my son, 
and through the mask of smooth hypocrisy methinks I see concealed a trembling heart. If he be true, my daughter must be false. If he be guiltless, who hath murdered Paulet? Sifroy, there, there, thank heaven, my hands are innocent, but, oh, my love, conduct me where she strays, forlorn and comfortless. Alas, who knows, her tender heart perhaps this moment breaks with my unkindness. Wretch, what hast thou lost? Enter Beaufort, Jr. Beaufort, Jr. Thy soul's sweet peace, never, no, never more, to be regained. Shame, anguish, and despair shall haunt thy future hours. Severe remorse shall strike his vultured talons through thy heart and rend thy vital threads. Beaufort Sr. What means my son? Sifroy. My brother, if I may conjure thee yet by that dear name. Beaufort Jr. Thou mayest not, I disclaim it. Sifroy. Why dost thou still alarm my shuddering soul with rising terrors? Beaufort Sr. My dear son, relieve thy father from this dread suspense. Beaufort Jr. Oh, sir, how shall I speak, or in what words unfold the horrors of this night? My sister, lost to her wretched self, through dreary wilds wanders distracted, void of reason's light to guide her devious feet. Beaufort Sr. Support me, heaven. Then every hope is fled. Thy will be done. Where is my child? Where was she found? Beaufort, Jr. Alas, of soul too delicate, too soft to bear unjust reproach and undeserved shame, distraction seized her in the gloom of night, as passing through the wood she sought the arms of a protecting father. Sifroy, Do I live? Is such a wretch permitted still to breathe? Why opens not this earth? Why sleeps above the lightning's vengeful blast? Is heaven unjust, or am I still reserved for deeper woe? I hope not mercy that were impious. Pour then on my bare head, ye ministers of wrath, your hottest vengeance. Beaufort, Jr., stop, forbear nor imprecate that vengeance which unseen already hangs o'er thy devoted life. Thou knowest not yet the measure of thy woe. Thy child, thy lovely babe, a bloody corpse, lies breathless by his frantic mother's side, much to be feared by her own hand destroyed, when reason in her brain had lost dominion. Sifroy, my child too gone, then misery is complete, O oh, my torn heart, is there in heaven no pity? None, none for me. The wrongs of all I loved to heaven ascending bar the eternal gates and close the ear of mercy gainst my prayer. But fate's last bolt is thrown, and I am cursed beyond all power to sharpen torture's pang. Yes, I am scorned, abandoned, and cast out by heaven and earth. I must not call thee father. I have undone thee, robbed thee of the name, and now myself am childless and undone. Beaufort Sr. Forbear, my son, to aggravate thy grief, already too severe. Kind providence may yet restore and harmonize her mind. Sifroy, May heaven pour blessings on thy reverend head for that sweet hope. 
but say, where shall I see her? How bear the dreadful sight? Beaufort, Jr. Dreadful indeed. On the cold earth they found her laid. Her head, supported on her arm, hung o'er her child, the image of pale grief, lamenting innocence. Sometimes she speaks fond words, and seems to smile on the dead babe as t'were alive. Now, like the melancholy bird of night, she pours a soft and melting strain, as if to soothe its slumbers, and now clasps it to her breast, cries, Glanville is not here, fear not, my love, he shall not come then wildly throws her eyes around, and in the tenderest accent calls aloud on thee to save her from dishonor. Sifroy, haste, let us haste, distracted thus she grows still dearer, still more precious to my soul. Oh, let me soothe her sorrows into peace. Beaufort Sr., stay, calls she frequently on Glanville's name? Beaufort Jr., so they report who found her. Beaufort, Sr. Left they her alone? Beaufort, Jr. No, but all arts to court her thence were vain. Beaufort, Sr. Thither with speed this moment let us fly. Let Glanville, too, attend. From the wild words of madness and delirium, he who struck from darkness light may call discovery forth to guide our footsteps. Beaufort, Jr., just as your resolve, and I will follow you, but have received intelligence of Paulet that imports us. Sifroy, of Paulet, of my friend, what may it be? Beaufort, Jr., as yet I'm ignorant. Beaufort, Sr., to gain us light, be no means left untried. Exit Beaufort, Jr., Sifroy, but haste, we linger, yet whither can I fly? Where seek for peace? In its most tender vein my heart is wounded. Had I been smote in any other part, I could have borne with firmness. But in thee, my wronged, my ruined love, I bleed to death. Exeunt. End of Act 4. Recording by Joshua Seeger in Chicago.